0: Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Um, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you find your podcasts. Um, so, yeah, let's get started. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so, we're like just at the start of the playoffs, we're just about to start. Um, And we are... Well, we've had three of the four playing games. Um, So, yeah, we've got... What is it? The Grizzlies Warriors, the final game tonight, to decide the Ape Seed.
1: Yeah, that's on about... Yeah, like eight hours after recording or something. Maybe a bit longer.
0: Yeah, but other than that, we are... We have... We've had the new playing games, um, which... I mean, to be honest... There was the the Warriors Lakers was the big one, wasn't it? Really, that was the one. Well, the
1: others were actually bad games as well. it yeah, was very blowouts. very
0: one-sided, which is weird. Actually, it's like I don't know, I, I didn't really expect that. Um, yeah, I don't know why that was because that's like huge blowouts, like compared to anything in the regular season, even.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what logic there is to put to that. Is I think. The Wizards beating the Pacers that heavily is obviously a bit surprising, but I also think the Wizards are quite a lot better than this. Yeah. These Pacers, this is the Pacers without three of their starters? Yeah. But then saying.
0: the weird thing is the Pacers had just blown out um, the Hornets. The Hornets, yeah, just before. who are
1: who are without their big offseason. I mean, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I think the Hornets one was almost like you could put it down to a young team with nerves in a big game like that, and then the one yesterday, I, I'm not just the sort of thing that happens I guess to a degree and the Pacers are obviously in a little bit of turmoil with the yeah. locker room issues with the coach and, and the, and the Wizards
0: the Wizards have basically been on the way up haven't they
1: yeah well the Wizards they've been on a um, great run like we'll come on to with the Warriors I guess is one of these things as well where their seeding is kind of inaccurate because of who they've been since they've been healthy and away from yeah. COVID a little bit more basically a really um, bad start yeah that actually since they've like the second half of the year they've been a lot better than a 10 seed or 9 seed and where they were for most of the year or worse actually weren't they halfway through the season they looked like they they were were. gonna well I think
0: um I Woj said on a a podcast I'd listened to earlier actually that I think the start of April or something they had a four percent chance of even making the play in
1: yeah it's a pretty incredible turnaround
0: yeah and what well westbrook basically going from looking like he was completely done to like just getting triple doubles every night again um just helped
1: yeah yeah and um they had quite a nice schedule in the second half was also exaggerated how bad they were in the first half and in the second half they've had a lot of teams that don't actually want to win anymore which does make it a bit easier um yeah, should we, do you want to run through? Should we do like a quick bit on each series?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think, yeah, some of them are going to be more interesting than others. Anyway, Which, yeah, I
1: guess we'll see. Where do you want to start? You, you pick the first series and then I'll go I'll go afterwards. Should we do it
0: in like a... Well, maybe maybe as we've just talked about the play-ins, maybe we should start with that. Lakers-Phoenix well, then, I guess. Yeah. Should we go Lakers-Phoenix first? That is, yeah, it's a confirmed one. Yeah, and obviously that's... That's also actually a big one, isn't it? Um, I mean, like, interesting. And obviously Lakers being one of the favourites for most of the season against the Suns, who have, well, just been really, really good, particularly down the stretch. So, yeah, I mean, basically the question is, the Lakers, who obviously are the seventh seed, are, are like, the favourites in that series in a weird situation. It's like how how much favourites?
1: I just sucks, doesn't it, if you're the sons? Like I yeah it's kind of I, how often will it have happened that you're the two seed? Also, this is an amazing season for them, they get the two seed and then you've got to deal with LeBron and the reigning champions. Like that is that is rubbish for them. And I think, yeah, that they are underdogs.
0: Like, yeah. I,
1: mean, I don't think there's that much of a question about whether they're underdogs really. The biggest thing is LeBron's ankle. Like they were saying during the broadcast of um the play in they said he was on a minutes limit which he very much wasn't um and then he hit the game winner um but yeah there were the first half of that game he didn't really look like lebron james he was kind of hesitant to go to the basket and get into the paint um i the big thing so the two things i would say are most significant are deandre ayton being able to stay on the court yeah, and or, not getting in any foul trouble cuz they'll just get say, the him
0: him defensively as well, yeah. when obviously the Lakers have loads and loads of size, particularly now they've got Drummond as well. Like they're going to be, yeah, they're basically just battering people inside. It's going to be their, their advantage in a lot of series, I think. And it's, yeah, Ayton is really. I mean, they've not got anyone else that's that big, have they? The Suns. So they've got, no, I
1: mean, they're going to Saric as their backup, who's, a, yeah. who's good, but I mean, he's just not large enough. He's just not a big enough human being. Um, but then the other side of that is, there was. It's frustrating to me at the Lakers, and I think a lot of it does seem to come from Davis not wanting to play centre. But again, they looked like a basically terrible offensive team when they had a centre on with Davis in the playing game. And this has been a theme for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then they moved to him at centre, and they just look like unbeatable. It's just ridiculous how good they are. Defensively, they're more versatile because Drummond also just like he was getting run around when they were forcing him to defend Curry Um, and everything opens up and then there's space for LeBron to go to the basket and Davis can play inside more and it just all looks better the question is how much they're going to do that because it must be tempting to think well we can batter them inside with just Aiton and then like Crowder playing as a relatively small four Um, but I think they're going to have to play Davis at centre a lot actually or Gasol who didn't get to play against the Warriors um, at least Gasol gives them a bit more spacing.
0: That's the thing though, isn't it? It's like the it makes sense for them to do that, but it, as you said, it's always made sense for them to do that and they don't do it that much. So it's like, you know, will they actually do that? I don't know.
1: Yeah. And, and th- mean, they
0: have just brought Drummond in as well.
1: And then there's Harrell. And then there's When Gasol. they already had
0: Gasol and Harrell. So yeah it's like that's sort of, having free centres. All those guys are really like like they're only gonna Centre really, it's like a sort suggests to me that David isn't going to be playing a lot of centre,
1: yeah. And I, I think that that is almost where they can get in their own way here. I think, yeah, I think that that's and where they well, I, I guess, are. particularly
0: against um, a team like the Suns, who a lot of it is about their small guards, yeah, and it's like they're playing like that big. I don't know, maybe the, defending them isn't going to be
1: that great. No, wow. I mean, it, Caruso was awesome in the playing game, and he usually is, particularly defensively. And you think, like, we're going to end up with Drummond, Harold or Gasol, and Davis and LeBron. And then you're looking at Caldwell Pope. And that's already just, like, quite a big team. And they've got a guard two completely, like, perimeter small guards. I, I think yeah I, I think that's where that's where they like maybe mug themselves off and lose a game they just don't play davis at the five enough it just feels like it felt like this in the playoffs last year as well it's like it was actually looked better last season in a way i think mcgee and howard seemed to slot into those roles a little bit better they've got more versatility yeah, they, well, they, with these three but i the think
0: they were limited when they, they had very specific role those teams, yeah. McGee and howard it's like you don't you don't interfere, you basically don't touch the ball other than rebounding or putting it back in. Um, but uh, yeah, when they've got yeah, these other guys, it's. And also, with them being, each of them being different kinds of players, Harold, Gasol, and um, Drummond, like all three of them are different styles of centre, so it's like. I don't know how you really work with that, or with bringing the middle out. I guess, it, like you say, it gives them versatility.
1: But also, that also confuses stuff, yeah, not it? Yeah, I feel having like having that many options. Stuff
0: Particularly when it's like, when it's really, it's about LeBron and AD, it's like, you don't want to have to be changing the way you play because of your centre, who isn't one of your main stars.
1: And I just think they've got enough on the perimeter that they should lean into that, That like... If you've only got three players on the floor with LeBron and AD, and in a lot of these games that's only going to be like a handful of minutes that they're not on the floor. So almost that's like, yeah, you can put a centre in then, obviously. Fine. But the minutes where you've got LeBron and AD together, you really, I think it just makes more sense to have three perimeter guys. It makes it easier for those two.
0: Yeah, it creates more space as well.
1: And that's surely what you want. Because it is it is of-
0: I think talking about you're talking about it with AD playing with a center. Always, also, as well, I think you have got the thing of LeBron. Um, I mean, uh, the classic of LeBron has always been you want shooters and spacing. And if you have where well, you have AD, obviously, who I mean you can space, but AD and then a the center as well. It's like, I mean, also you don't ideally you want AD to be getting inside as well, because it's like he's, if he's just going to be shooting freeze, it's like, what, what's the point? Yeah, you know, like exactly. He's, he's, his strength is still on the interior. So, I mean, also that, I don't know, I feel like that just that sort of impedes LeBron a bit as well. So, yeah. They've sort of decided obviously with the way they've chrome the roster that they need centres with AD so I think that's what they're going to be doing and um, I guess we'll, we'll have to see how that works out but yeah I I don't write the Suns off really
1: Well, what's your prediction for the series then before we jump on to one of the others
0: um, probably I mean yeah probably like probably, probably Lakers in 6 or something
1: I'll go Lakers in 7 I think I think in they're going to I, I think there's going to be more concerns about their health, and because they looked yeah. really, really bad for parts of that playing game, um, and I think they will make yeah, adjustments. I mean, the players last only year, just only just got through that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's so quite I think um,
0: where the Warriors have been most of the year.
1: I think that's going to be a hell of a series for a two versus seven. That is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Should we move on? Have you got anything more to? Yeah. Yeah. Let's on? talk
0: about. Um, I mean, the other plan games what in the well the other one the playing game still to come it's grizzlies warriors yeah and i mean I, I don't know about you but i'm i'm sort of assuming the warriors are going to win that with the way yeah the way they've been going so should we do Steph. a yeah Let, so, okay
1: I, I think it's not a very interesting series if the grizzlies get through so no. I'm let's pretend as the warriors you've gone through
0: yeah if the grizzlies get through it's the jazz in four um so, yeah, if it's the Warriors, though, I mean, well, at the well, with Steph Curry at the moment, and, well, and also, you know, we're basically Draymond and Steph combination, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, you feel like they could beat anyone. I mean, like they almost beat the Lakers, even though the Lakers come out and Ringer and stuff. I mean,
1: I would almost pick the Warriors right in this series. Water. I think I might actually yeah. pick the Warriors in this series, and I know that's unpopular, but one thing that's not being made enough of is Donovan Mitchell has not played for quite a while yeah. now. And also the He's thing coming back.
0: We're talking about the Wizards um being like on the up. Obviously, like they they've had a good second half season, a bad first half. Warriors also like been good right at the end of the season. The Jazz The Warriors have
1: been better than good they've yeah. got the fourth net rating over the last fifteen games of the season. Yeah. I mean the, the Jazz have still been
0: good, hadn't they? But A lot. Well, I mean, when they were at their best was the first half of the season. That's a long time ago now. So, their record sort of reflects the first part of the season more than recent, like more recent weeks. I think. I mean, they've still been really good, haven't they? But, I mean, you know, like their their record um, suggests they're a lot better, like better than they are. You know, I mean, the gap's bigger than it actually is
1: yeah and i think um there's i was listening to a podcast i can't remember which one it was but someone's making the point that the Warriors is just going to get outscored because they don't have enough to support steph and i think that's quite unfair andrew wiggins has just had the most efficient season of his career he put up 21 against the grizzlies in that deciding game and he put up 21 in the playing game and jordan Poole is having a bigger role and shooting it quite well um And also, how much do you need next to Steph Curry at the moment? Basically, he is every game he seems to be taking more shots. He took 22 three point attempts against the Grizzlies. That is absolutely insane. And you've got the Jazz are a good enough defensive team to try and stop that. But also, they're not as well equipped as the Lakers to try and stop it. Um, And I think, yeah, I think basically when you have Steph and Draymond together the Warriors in those minutes for the season are like an elite team still. Yeah. And they're going to have to play a hell of a lot of minutes and they might wear themselves out. So even if they win this series, they can't compete in the next one. But I, yeah, I, I think the, the Warriors have been playing pretty awesome basketball for a while now and going to, it's still not Steph doing like Harden stuff because he still plays differently. He's still doing it a lot off ball, but it's just he, literally unstoppable. There's going to be one... Yeah. If they can at least be, like, close, there's going to be one or two games in this series where he just scores, like, 50, and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah, although they like have... Like you did against the Grizzlies the other day. They the have, they have had games this season where he's caught, scored, like, that many or close to that many, and they've lost.
1: Yeah, so. true. True, but I, I think a lot of it actually will depend on Wiggins and Paul as well. I mean, it's if yeah. those two can keep it up at all. If Wiggins can average 20... They're going to be competitive, but if he averages considerably less than that, they've just yeah, that's when they don't have enough around. Yeah,
0: Steph. well, yeah, they need they need Wiggins going twenty a night. But um, what? So what is your prediction then? If you're going Warriors, Do you get Warriors in seven.
1: Yeah, I'm going to seven again. These are going to be two incredible series. I'm probably be being slightly optimistic. <laughs>
0: yes, round one series. Also, but also, you've not had first game many first eighth and second game as seventh. Yeah, they, they you... are going to be better than the usual first against eight for second against seven series um i mean yeah
1: so i mean it's it's one versus eight but it's also it's the warriors and it's um as someone pointed out again i can't remember who said this unfortunately but they're basically like steph is doing like wilt chamberlain stuff at the moment is that is that insane what he's doing the amount he's shooting and basically when when they've needed to win a game recently he's just shot more and the efficiency like barely drops so i i think there's a chance they they stage
0: an upset here yeah i i would yeah i'm sort of tempted to go seven games as well um and i'm not really uh, yeah maybe i'll go maybe i'll say jazz in seven just but to be honest yeah because i feel like it's i can't really decide at the moment that much it's like it's not not that much of a difference between them which is I mean, pretty
1: awesome for a, a one versus eight series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All the, I mean, e- equally half of, uh, like sort of half thinking maybe maybe the Jazz are just going to win it like easily. Who knows? Because um, they have been like the well the best, the most consistent you know, most consistent team really this year. Yeah. And the best yeah, team so. for quite a long stretches this season. So. I don't know, they're just like solid all round, aren't they? Um. Which is very much like the opposite of the Warriors at the moment, I think. it's like they've got very glaring weaknesses and also just like Steph Curry.
1: Yeah, Steph Curry just means that anything is possible is the yeah. thing.
0: So, should we move on to... Um, do you want to stick with the West or should we move on to the...
1: Yeah, now we've done it. let Let's do the other let Let's, let's the West do the now. West. Yeah. Okay, which one of these is more interesting?
0: Um, where's Clippers Mavericks. And, and Nuggets Blazers. Um, Clippers Mavericks, I'd say. Okay, I interesting. I, mean, I feel like both of these feel more one-sided than the other ones, than the other two.
1: I think... I think they're both pretty close. Again, well... Okay, let's start with the Clippers one, because I think that's less close. Um, yeah. If the Clippers hadn't thrown up on themselves in the playoffs last year, yeah, I think we'd be looking at this and it's like Chris Porzingis yeah. doesn't actually, he's like a part-time basketball player yeah, at this they, point. They
0: probably, yeah, they, to be honest, the Clippers probably went in four.
1: I would go five or six, but I think the Clippers take this. Um, The only thing maybe is like they've shot the ball so ridiculously well. Like I think they've got nine guys over 40% from three or something around there. And it's like, that's probably not going to carry over. But I mean, how much does it drop off? Um,
0: Also the Mavericks, it's like, what? It's just like, it's just Luka Doncic, isn't it? And they've got two lockdown perimeter defenders. One of them guards Luka Doncic.
1: I, yeah, I think this yeah, is a rough yeah. matchup for Dallas. They've got they've, I mean, Tim Hardaway's been shooting really well and they've obviously got other good players but the, it's the Paul Zingas thing thing's just so big, isn't it? It's like yeah. you can't rely on him at all and he would be a problem for them. I mean, like he was to a degree last year when they met He's the, I mean, the guy's 7'3 and shoots um, but then he was also has become more vulnerable defensively with each of these injuries Um I, yeah, I I think it's hard to look past the Clippers here, and also the Clippers are just being a bit underrated because, like I said, you just see their yeah. name at the moment, and it's like I and, I don't want they, to look really and stupid. And they're just
0: the fourth seed.
1: Yeah, because they started messing around at the end of the year and playing the Kit Man or something. Yeah, didn't they?
0: but then also second half season they have they've you know they won a couple of really good runs, didn't they? Yeah. Just yeah, like, and it- almost under the radar in a way.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's. Yeah, people just don't want to talk about them, do they? I think after the playoffs last year, there's just kind of like we're pretending they don't exist. And there's. I think we'll come on to the same thing with the Bucks. Although there's been so much of people saying that the Bucks are going under the radar, they're not going under the radar anymore. Um, but with the Clippers, I think, yeah, there's just a bit of like, who cares? We've got to see, like, actually doing yeah. the playoffs.
0: Okay, so Nuggets Trailblazers. Should, should we move on to that? yeah let because uh, i don't know i feel like clippers clippers mavericks is almost the to me seems like the least exciting i should, did i just say that was more exciting than nuggets travelers i did didn't i but yeah. i feel like yeah weirdly these two
1: quick swing you your mind these, very very quickly but, yeah the,
0: these two anyway in the middle of the west are like less exciting than the ones that are like you know the the what first against 8th and second against 7th I think
1: I think I mean those other two have LeBron James and Steph Curry in them that's quite a lot of the the yeah. drive and the lakers the title favorites but I think that, I
0: think maybe it's the fact that it's LeBron James and Steph Curry are on the 7th and 8th seeds as well
1: yeah as nominal underdogs yeah um although obviously Curry. There is a yeah. chance this will be out of date in nine hours and it is actually John ja Morant against the Utah Jazz. Um, but I, I think this Denver Portland series is interesting, although I think, yeah, neither of them are really seen as actual contenders. That's the other thing, isn't it? So at least with the Clippers one, is the idea is still the Clippers are a proper title contender.
0: Yeah. I I, I not I, I think the Nuggets could be still. Because basically it was all they were until they lost Jamal Murray. And they didn't get any worse.
1: I'm picking Portland in this tomorrow. series, though. Really. My reasoning That's... is, I think not having Murray matters more in the playoffs, and that they don't just not have Murray. I think Will Barton is missing for a while as well. So you're ending up with like Facundo Campazzo and uh, like Austin Rivers basically playing like all of the backcourt minutes. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure about Monty Morris. And that also then makes it harder to guard Damon CJ. Yeah, I guess that's the um,
0: thing. Is that, yeah,
1: And the real, the killer, final 15 games of the regular season, the Portland Trailblazers had basically been like historically bad defensively for most of the year, hadn't they? It was like the Kings, who were like not playing defense, were on strike or something. And then the Blazers for most of the season. And the last 15 games, they went up to 18th which is still not great. You're still probably not going to win the title with that, but they also had the best offense over that span. And it's like, it's taken some time with Nurkic coming back, which I think has helped anchor them a little bit. Um, But it's taken some time with having the, of uh, the star backcourt and then Powell, Covington and Nurkic. And that five, the numbers for that group are really good. And they've basically stopped using like guys further down the bench. Um, and I think Denver will find it really hard to guard the backcourt, yeah. particularly without Murray or Barton. That's where it just becomes more problematic for them.
0: I, gu- I guess there's also though there's the guarding Jokic thing. Really, is like that. Jokic is going to be the MVP probably. And, um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, they are not easy to guard either. This is basically who can. I feel like this whole series is just, there's going to be a lot of points scored. It's just who can defend enough. It's not like yeah. either team's going to lock the other one down. Um, and obviously, there's Michael Porter Jr., who shot, I think, a million percent from three since Murray got injured. Yeah. And, and he's starting to work a little bit of the two man stuff with Jokic, which is helping. Um, but I think. Hello? He was just so amazing in the playoffs last year as well.
0: Sorry, just cut out a little for a second there. Hello. Hello.
1: Oh, that's I think, good. I think it's working. But yeah, Murray was just... Murray was so awesome in the playoffs. It feels like just taking that away, like...
0: Yeah, it's the... Um, yeah, the whole scoring off the dribble thing, isn't it? They lack a bit now.
1: Yeah, and as great as Porter is, he can do a little bit of that, but it's, it's just not in the same league and Murray got so many like ridiculous baskets, didn't he? That were just like you had no right to score from there late in the shot clock. And Jokic can take on a bigger burden with that as we've seen. Like you said, I mean he's the MVP for God's sake. But yeah, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult.
0: Yeah, I I'll go I'll go um Nuggets in five though.
1: I'm going Blazers in seven again.
0: Seven. It's a lot of seven-game series being predicted here. I'm how being... many how many first-round series actually go to seven games usually?
1: Not many, but that's why I think the this is such an exciting playoffs is, and particularly in the West. Like I've even got it written down here. It's not mental that the four underdogs or the four lower seeds all go through. Yeah, I mean, I know, so like Dallas beating the Clippers, but is also like Luka Doncic is that level of player. That at some point he's going to have a series where he does something just silly, and the Clippers collapsing in the playoffs again. Would anyone be that surprised by it? I don't think I would.
0: Yeah. Should we um? Should we do a little bit? Should we, do, should we move on to the East now? Because we are a, uh, you know, time is going on. Yes. And we have our little time limit. Um. So yeah, we probably should. I don't. I think if some of the East series are not. I'm not going to be as exciting. I mean. Right, let's do what we did before, basically from the bottom, like from the ends into the middle ones. And so Wizards, Sixers, Wizards coming off, losing the first play in game and then uh, blowing out the Pacers. But I mean, yeah. It's going it's to be a more interesting series than if it was the Pacers against the Sixers. But also, I don't know if the Wizards are going to win a game against the Sixers there.
1: I think I would give them, yeah, the gentleman's sweep, I'd go five to the sixes, just because um, having that much talent there's a chance that Beal or Westbrook just go berserk, one of them does something crazy, Um, there's the Westbrook and Bede not liking each other which is moderately fun
0: I think the Embiid factor in, well, obviously I mean, that level of player is always a big factor but at both ends, there's all those stats about um, people not going to the rim like almost similar to go bad defensively sometimes, Embiid. How people basically play, attack differently, and particularly for Westbrook. I mean, he can't score without going to the rim anymore. Um, yes. And then also the other and end. how on earth do they defend Embiid? Who have they got?
1: They have big bodies, but I mean, there's not an answer to defend Embiid. I think um, they were talking on the broadcast of that final playing game about who the Six is going to defend Westbrook with. And it's like, well, I mean, Ben Simmons can basically defend whoever you want him to. And if there's anyone in the league who can match Westbrook's athleticism, Simmons is pretty close. Um, and if not, they'll put him on Bradley Beal. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'll go to, I'll go five for that one, just because Beal or Westbrook, maybe between them, they they snatch a game somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And the, the Sixers have had a few slip ups in the regular season along those sort of lines, where they've just been a bit yeah. lax.
0: So and then the so the, the second versus seventh seed is Nets Celtics. Yes. And the, Net, I've, the, the Nets have got they can have all three of their stars, are they or are they not? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure
1: they need all three. I'm not sure they even no. need all three here. I think this is less close than Sixers Wizards actually. Really. Um, well, there's no Jalen Brown. Okay. And Kemba Walker has looked better in the last couple of weeks, but still you can't go into this series thinking he's going to be an all-star level player. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum is capable of doing anything, but also it's like they have three guys capable of doing that. This is the problem with everyone with Brooklyn, but not having Brown takes away a guy you can put on
0: Yeah, because I've always have said all. what you have like, I mean Marcus Smart is probably their next best defender as well, isn't it? So you have like smart brown and tatum basically on those three guys
1: well i think yeah and that's actually yeah. a really fun matchup i think yeah. it's just that you take brown out and it opens up a hole and, and also hurts was...
0: them offensively quite a lot
1: yeah because he's been their second best and actually quite a lot this season he's been their best offensive player um i could see this being i'll go five again like because the nets also who knows what like they're just yeah, sure to i'll, I'll go five
0: whatever. just because the nets and that's like yeah Yeah, i think if they had brown
1: as bad as boston have been a lot of the year and they've got loads and loads of issues but like a lot of teams who underperform it in the regular season is about depth and like their core four guys barely played together this year i think if you had them all together you could talk yourself into they make this really difficult for brooklyn just yeah tatum and brown particularly tatum recently i mean he's had some just phenomenal games like yeah. proper superstar stuff where it just takes over completely for like a quarter and the game's over um, you have that and then you add Brown and Smart and you can talk yourself into they can kind of guard them and they match up okay um, but without him I just yeah I think it leaves such a big hole that I'm maybe being generous to give them five games to be honest
0: yeah it's yeah I don't really give the Celtics a chance of winning the series at least which I, cause I mean I mean, if the Nets did go in the first round, anyway, that would be—I uh, mean, it would be incredible news, wouldn't it? With the, um, the players they've got now, um, but yeah. And that's was,
1: why it's less interesting in the—I mean, it, if yeah. either Philly or Brooklyn lose, it would be like, yeah, the burn the whole franchise down stuff, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Whereas in, in the West, if Phoenix or Utah lose, it's not that at all. Well, no. it might be for them, but I don't think anyone on the outside would be fainting at the prospect of it.
0: No, absolutely not. Basically, because the while well, the team that have been better, well, the teams that have been better like recent in recent years, are the lower seed. Like I was saying, it is basically like the you know, in both cases, it's the previously good team against the team that's like, got the better record this year, pretty much.
1: Yeah, which is um, fun.
0: Yeah. um Okay, so then the other two East matchups we've got left. Are two like very different sorts of matchups. We've got the Heat <laughs> Bucks and the Hawks against the Knicks.
1: Yes. Which I'm one do you want to start with?
0: Um I t- right, let's I, know, I mean, I, let's go with the Heat Bucks, actually, because I think looking at that, I feel like that is one of the more interesting matchups in this first round, to be honest. Um, because, I mean, neither of them are like exactly favourites, but then also they're two teams that, I mean, you feel like they have, they they could, like they're the what are they probably, well they're probably the third and fourth
1: um well I think um third and the odds favourites
0: in the East I'd I'd say.
1: A lot of odds have the Bucks ahead of the Sixers and quite comfortably. Um yeah, I mean this is we spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago about the death the death path for the second or third seed in the East and it's gone to the Bucks. Yeah. It's gonna be they've got to beat the Heat, Nets and Sixers probably to get to the finals, which would be and obviously this is yeah. the Heat team that just knocked them out in the second round the yeah, I think, I think that's, the,
0: the, well, that's one thing that makes it interesting is we had that the other year. But also, obviously, the heat. I mean, you know, um, getting to the finals last year. Um, like, they, they seem like a, teal, a team built for playoffs, really, with Gene Butler as well now, like, back. And and after their bad start, they were actually good, like, better than their records just most of the year. Like, after their yep. first, like, 20 games or something.
1: They were actually they're actually really good net right net rating of 5.4 with butler on the court which is yeah very good um the concern i have with them is i mean everyone's spoken about jay crowder is not like genius jay crowder shot a million percent from three in the playoffs last year not having that is obviously bad um but he was big on stopping Yannis when they built the yeah. wall in the playoffs last season and they've now got trevor Areza. And Andre Godala who have a combined age of about 120 Yeah, they was just old.
0: Yeah. But also but the I feel is... like Adebayo is if you look at Well, across I mean across the league, but particularly in the East, you look at players that you think could potentially like go up against Giannis defensively. Adebayo feels like one of those guys.
1: I think he's got like the best matchup numbers against Giannis. I think like, yeah. Giannis' efficiency drops a lot against him. the Aresa and Gadala thing's interesting though, because also, that's experience, which is what we'd say other teams don't have. And they've only got to do it for a few games. Like, They're very reliant on guys who are in their late 30s, which is a problem. But it also means there's a chance they're really, really effective and they can they play each of them 20 minutes a night or something, and it just works. Yeah.
0: And obviously, while well, the guys have done it before. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. In those um, big,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, which, whoever wins that, anyways probably going to well. So you have to face the Nets. Um, but I think that's also why it makes it interesting is that even though the, well the Nets are massive favourites in this series, I feel like either of those teams against the Nets. I don't know. I don't.
1: I don't write them off straight away. Oh no, Bucks Nets would be an incredible series. That, yeah, I hope we get I mean, that really
0: because I don't see how they defend Janis.
1: No, and and actually, in Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, that is a yeah. very, very good trio to guard net the Brooklyn Big Three. Um, and that's the big thing. Obviously, is they've got Holiday's ball handling instead of having Giannis kind of stuck with this wall in front of him, particularly late in games, and PJ Tucker now. And yeah, that would be that would be I useful think... against um, Bam and against the Nets playing small. Yeah, because they can play Giannis as center.
0: I I, I think that's the thing as well. This... This series, I mean, the Bucks get to go up against the Heat rather than like other years if they were the top seed to come up against someone nowhere near as good straight away. So it sort of gives them a test of a like, you know, we get to see what they're like in the playoffs against an actual playoff caliber team. Because um, really, since last year, there was all the talk about has been, you know, they're changing how they do things, like they've changed the roster and they're basically rather than just trying to have the best record in the regular season, which they had last year. It's like the whole thing is centred around playing a certain way so they can be effective in the playoffs. So it's like... And that's at both this ends is now, as well. This is now the time to see if it works, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and how well they stick to it. Um, yeah. The switching, the running smaller lineups, um, taking the ball out of Giannis' hands and using him as a an off ball threat. Um,
0: yeah. Um. And I think really that is sort of it makes it very hard to predict it because it's basically. I feel like if the Bucks are impressive in that series, I could easily get you know. Get get on that bandwagon.
1: I think I'm With, in theory on to the on the bandwagon. Like I've got them winning this series. I think yeah. in six probably. Um. Yeah, I think I have them as favourites, but it's
0: like I mean, you know. Could they sweep them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could happen.
1: I think Butler will have a game or two where he just that's Yeah. Um, I think sweeping them is a, a massive ask. But they're also, they're just, there's three, there's a lot made of Chris Middleton being the second guy or Drew Holiday being the second guy on a championship team sort of thing. But also both of them as the third guy sounds amazing. And I think it gets kind of reduced a little bit too much to who's the number two. When actually it's yeah. like their top three players are all really good, and the top one, like, there's if they go to the finals, we might be saying he's the best player in the NBA, and he's also yeah. the two-time ring MVP. For God's sake, like, come on! I, I, they are being a little bit overlooked.
0: Yeah, probably the still. only reason he's not winning it again this year is because of change in style that I was talking about. Really, like, yeah, they could have carried and on, on playing that way, and he probably would have won the MVP again.
1: Yeah. And he's rested more. He's when he's had a niggling injury yeah. and stuff. He's taken games off that he hasn't in the past.
0: Yeah, all about this basically. This first game on on Saturday evening, six o'clock as well. I mean evening here. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's quickly move on to final series because we've not got long left. Uh, the Hawks against the Knicks, which I think is, I mean, it's basically like the. In some ways, it's like. The opposite of that, where that's two teams that have gone deep into the playoffs like recent years and, and there's narrative China. everywhere. This is basically two teams that before this year were terrible. And this is like I mean, one of them is gonna be in the second round which it would be like a massive achievement for both franchises. That would be like that's like huge them so it's almost like this is their nba finals well <laughs> oh,
1: yeah so that's the awesome thing is we look at all these teams and it's like losing in the first round for loads of them i mean with utah and phoenix like if they lose in the first round that's pretty bad considering they got a top seed whoever the opponent yeah dallas losing in the first round again they start asking questions about porzingis etc portland talk about firing the coach brooklyn and philly don't like get the conference finals at least and it's disaster stations same for the bucks it goes on and on and these two are just like a, a complete anomaly. Is it's like this is a free hit? I mean, the yeah. Knicks being here is mental in itself. Like that is a massive win. The Hawks were kind of expecting to get the playoffs, but when they fired Lloyd Pierce, and, and they did yeah, think they they'd be facing the Knicks in the first the round. And facing the Knicks, they've got to be—they've yeah. got to win four of seven games against the Knicks to be a second-round team. That seems mental to them. Yeah. So this is kind of—they've already won, and like yeah, it's yeah basically they get to the like second round.
0: Ooh. Yeah, th- it's this this season like up to this point was the good bit? This is it's like the, they've had like their breakthrough year, and it's basically, yeah, one of them will get to second round, but then also the one that doesn't, it's like they made into the playoffs first time in ages, and um, a good
1: playoff seed at that. I mean, yeah, being the so, four and five, I know it's splitting has a little bit yeah. because of how close teams yeah. were, but
0: so really for, for both of those teams, really, it's about like, well, I guess it's a bit of playoff experience for their uh, their rosters and then it's really about like whether they can do it again next year or they can actually become regular playoff teams and i guess it gives them the chance to attract like stars then they can continue doing it
1: yeah i find this a difficult series to pick um i mean the hawks are basically being like average to slightly better on both ends over the second half of the season Um, and they've obviously got on paper like way superior talent yeah
0: I think I'm going but that's been the case yeah I think I go
1: I go Knicks in six but that's been the case all year for the Knicks like this idea they don't have the same talent as their opponent has been the whole season and at some point you just go well like Julius Randle is probably the best player in this series so they have the best player that's often what we reduce it to in the playoffs
0: yeah Uh, anyway I think we should uh, we should wrap up here because we've done it all
1: yeah we've completed the playoffs now don't even need to watch it we've got all the outcomes right so yeah that's good
0: I guess um, once all that's confirmed um, we can then talk about the second round
1: (laughs) yeah Yes, we'll be back for the second round.
0: Yeah, one, there, one, like between, or maybe near the end of the, the end of the first round or something. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, read all the articles on the website. Um, you know, if you can get notifications for when new articles are posted, subscribe so to, to like the
1: like newsletter, that. all of that stuff,
0: yeah, all the good stuff. Um, anything else?
1: No, I think that's all we can spam people with.
0: Um Maybe we need more things.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Oh, we've got an app actually. There is an app on the uh, on the Google Play Store. But, you know,
1: and follow us on Twitter. That's the other one I suppose. Oh yeah, that's that's a big one actually. Or
0: uh, or Instagram. Or Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of those.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do all that and then uh, and then listen to the next podcast in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Once all of these games have gone to, all these series have gone to seven games.
0: Yeah. Which is definitely going to happen.
1: Yeah. 100% uh, going to happen.
0: So, goodbye. Bye. Bye.